0: Quiet on set. Here comes here comes the music. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, and unlimited pop culture. I am your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alen. And on today's episode for our big three, we are going to be discussing the Netflix fantasy book adaption epic YA theme thing okay. shadow and bone like, that's <laughs> um, a great description of it <laughs> <laughs> um i also got a game that i'm going to talk about uh today which is called pathway released uh, recently on xbox game pass and elin you are going to handle hbo's crime thriller Cr- crime slow burn the mayor yeah. Of town that, yeah i would do you're really good with the descriptions today you know right. You. All right, we'll go with slow burn crime drop.
1: <laughs> I thought we'd be a little rusty, you know?
0: Yeah, but, we. Had to leave off, but, yeah, but
1: yeah, but we're we're back in it. Like we didn't leave. So we're good. We yeah. are that good. We are that professional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to the reminder that we are not professional. Correct. <laughs> um, as, as our weekly reminder goes, we are anything but professionals. And also, there will be spoilers. And also, there will probably be mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of mistakes, um, got some corrections and updates here. Not too many corrections this time, but I got a few updates. Um, I did want to do one correction from the last episode where I was talking about comics. And it's not my, like, biggest area of expertise. Um, I rely on my husband a lot for the comics. But he will um, point stuff in my direction that's good to read. And one that I talked about was called Saga, which is a very, very, very good read. Um, it's very adult, not family friendly, um but very good. It's sort of like it's sort of like if Romeo and Juliet were two different species and then had a baby and then the baby was hunted because it was a mix of those two species. This is and that else. went really dark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um and there's a war. Uh and also space travel and stuff. And other anything
1: else? I mean cat. any other any other sort of horrible that exists.
0: <laughs> no, there's a cat that's that, that can tell if you're lying and his name is Lying Cat. Um oh. But yeah, that that is a really good read, but it is done um by image, not vertigo, which was my mistake. So um, I wanted to make that correction also, we were we brought up um Mark Miller last week and how Netflix had bought I don't even think I remembered his name last week, to be honest with you uh, or two weeks ago, but Netflix had bought a bunch of licensing properties to produce from one particular comic book uh, artist, and this was or writer. this was Mark Miller, and um. The first one that they're actually coming out with, it, well, that is out, is Jupiter's Legacy. So that is a Mark Miller property, um, and we're going to actually talk about that one a lot L- next week. We're going to do our big review, and normally we just do the first three episodes, but we've been we've been really bingy lately because like right. we we both finished Shadow and Bone, and we both finished Jupiter's Legacy, correct? Yes, I finished it, and I found,
1: and this was something I had said to you that there were, I think. Two episodes that were maybe thirty-five minutes each.
0: Yeah. So, it went so smoothly and quickly.
1: Right. Um, and it was like, oh, I'll just watch another one. And I'll just watch another one. And
0: I found both of them to be very watchable. But anyway, before we get into it, because Jupiter Jupiter's legacy is on um the schedule for next week, but um anyway, that's a Mark Miller property. And I wanted to tell you some other things that Mark Miller wrote. Um, that he was involved in, because uh, you're not going to believe how many of them you know. Oh, okay. Um, so he wrote Kingsman. Oh! Yep. Do you remember Wanted? The Angelina Jolie Yes, with the movie. Curves. Yeah, you remember oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then also Kick-Ass. Which can I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can
1: say it. I mean, I feel like we're using basic cable swears. I feel like if you were on ABC or NBC, they would. You could say that.
0: So our rules are the Expanse and the Magicians before they left Sci-Fi and went to Netflix. Yes. Yes. And or uh, Amazon.
1: (laughs) Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: But yeah. um, Yeah, that's okay. I feel like it's okay. Or you're talking about a donkey. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. And then also civil war. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. So he's like that person who does a lot of writing that um you 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 don't know that you know, you know what I mean? Um yeah. and there's some other properties that I know like my husband has talked about a lot in the past um that that could also be adapted uh you know, that would be very interesting to see. And um, we'll get into this probably more next week when we when we do Jupiter's Legacy. But um, but yeah, the the person that you didn't know you knew, Mark Miller. Right. Yeah,
1: I mean, and it's just a common name, Mark Mark Miller. Like I know.
0: Yeah, his name might as well be Joe Smith.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like now I'm gonna have to do some research and look yeah. into this guy a little bit more so I can be ready for the uh, Jupiter's Legacy discussion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be an interesting discussion because uh I know some stuff about the comics that oh. I can do a comparison between the show and the comics for that one. Um so anyway, uh I have one more update and then I don't know if you have any uh, any updates or corrections today.
1: No, I'm um, perfect. I don't have any corrections.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so the last one is um, just an update and okay. I I probably should not be happy about this because plenty of people seem to have enjoyed it but the Irregulars got cancelled and I was, I, I, I'm not going to say I felt happy but I sort of felt a little weirdly justified. Yeah I was going to say you felt vindicated because Netflix rarely cancels things. Well, after the first season, Netflix has a bad habit of waiting to cancel stuff until it's like two, three seasons in and everybody loves it. Right. And then they cancel it. So... Or everyone
1: hates it and it keeps going and you're like, oh, that's still on? Why is that still on? I feel like that's
0: happening to Stranger Things. Oh, I don't
1: know. Is that back? Is Is it back this year?
0: I think so. These kids are be like one. grown adults now. I know. At this point, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be doing shots down at the bar after they it the upside down. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like, I mean, it was cute. The second yeah. season was alright too. Third season, eh.
0: Yeah. Not looking forward to the fourth. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? Maybe they'll prove us wrong. Um I know. But yeah, I wanted to get those updates out and those cor- and the one correction. And also, um, speaking of cancelled stuff, you've got some canceled stuff you want to talk about,
1: yeah, it's that time of the year, and networks are starting to announce cancellations for for shows, and you know, I don't want to sound like a snob,
0: but I don't really watch network television um yeah, not unless network television ends up on Netflix later,
1: exactly if it ends up on a streaming service i'm I'm all in. Um, so I think I watched like two television shows and they're both on Fox. Well, now one of them is gone. It's Prodigal Son and mm-hmm. it stars Tom Payne from Walking Dead fame. He was, uh, Jesus on The Walking Dead. And that sounds Michael,
0: like long after I checked out of The Walking yes, Dead. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. I think he was like a third or fourth season. No, even later than that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, of course like he Jesus, died. Is
0: Jesus, like the actual Jesus?
1: He did really... If, if you should Google... Was that Tom, a nickname?
0: Or was he like... He did looked think- like...
1: He looked like Jesus. <laughs> like, he had really long hair and a beard. So it was strange to see him as Malcolm Bright on this show. And it's a solid show. It has Michael Sheen, who plays his dad... And he happens to be a notorious serial killer who's in a mental institution. And his son, played by Tom Payne, is an FBI profiler who works with um, the New York Police Department to solve crimes. And it's only in its second season. And because of COVID, it was going to have 13 episodes this season versus the full season order of like 21, 22. And with one episode left, they announced that it's canceled. Huh.
0: Um. It's funny, though, that you bring this up because I literally just saw the first episode of this show because for some reason it was on HBO. And uh, sometimes I just like to watch something that's, I don't know how you would call it. Like It's
1: an easy turn, watch. Yeah, like... turn your
0: brain off kind of. Almost procedural, procedural kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, because like he's sometimes.
1: he's always reaching out to his dad because who better to help him solve murders than a murderer himself?
0: Or that makes TV sense.
1: It makes TV sense. So I mean, it's not it's what you know it's like a guilty pleasure. It's not yeah. something that's going to be winning awards, but I thought it was doing well enough. Um, as normally happens these days, people have launched an online petition to get one of the streaming services or another network to try to pick it up and finish it. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that happens just because I feel like they really reached an interesting arc this season. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see where it goes. And I just have a feeling with the last episode which will be on this Tuesday at 9pm that because it wasn't prepared for it to be the series finale it's going to be a big letdown. Hmm. So it's a good show. I would, you know what? Still watch it. Still watch it on HBO Max because it's, um, like you said, it's something where you can shut your brain off. But it's entertaining. It's got hilarious characters. Lou Diamond Phillips is in it. I yeah. Mean,
0: yeah. I saw him in the first episode. That was kind of funny. It, I didn't recognize him at first.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with La Bamba. So, hmm. I mean, just in, sit back and enjoy it. I found it to be very entertaining crossing my fingers that it pops up even if it's just something where it can end like a made for TV movie if they still do those But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like I'm like I-, I feel so old do they do those nowadays but mm-hmm. I don't know but just something to wrap it up like a one hour special or something yeah so yeah. that's why I and that's why I don't get involved in network television yeah yeah
0: I mean, I guess this can happen anywhere. You know, Netflix does this stuff to us all the time. Like, I don't know if you remember that. uh, I might get this wrong, but there was a show called, I think it was The OA.
1: Oh, yeah. We watched that together. We watched the first season together.
0: And then the second season had a giant cliffhanger and it got canceled. Right. you just have no resolution, so you know. I guess this this kind of thing can happen everywhere, but it's always a pain. I always I always feel like they should do something for the fans, right? You kept that show going for two seasons or three seasons or whatever. Just wrap it up for them.
1: Yeah, and it's it's something where I didn't start to watch it until it had, it had been renewed. Like, for its Mm. second season. So I was like, okay, I'll get into it. Because it seems like an interesting premise. Then I watched it, and now my heart is broken. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, cancellations are the way of the world, I guess. But to round out our little three today and maybe bring up the mood a little bit. Um I wanted to talk about Marvel's uh promo that they released. I think it was back on the 3rd um or thereabouts and it was called Marvel Celebrates the Movies and it was basically just like this little promo that they did in order to announce release dates for all of their upcoming films. And so I had the release dates. It was um Black Widow which is July 9th. Uh let's see. It was Shang-Chi in September and then the Eternals, then Spider-Man, no way home. Then Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, which is all the way in 2022 Thor, love and thunder. And then black Panther, Wakanda forever. And then the Marvels, November, 2022. And then they teased fantastic four. Right. Um, Right. I think that, I think that this is considered phase five. I think this, but black widow might still be phase four. I'm not really sure how that kind of got messed up with COVID and whatnot, but I mean I mean there's I guess there's like maybe a couple things we could say about this like one good on them you know I mean this thing, they got this planned out and I I I I think that their planning has paid off for them in the past so you know all right let's keep it going that's cool I'm okay with it um also the thing that struck me when I was watching the um the little video that they that they that they released part of this little video. Obviously, it was kind of emotional because Stan Lee talked through it. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But then the other thing was they actually had clips from opening night of Endgame in I wasn't New York or LA or something like that, right? And like when um I can't remember the exact clip, but I think it was the on your left one, and everybody in the theater just losing their mind. (laughs) And like, just seeing that, like, just made me tear up. Like, it just brought tears to my eyes. Because, you know, uh, Damien and I saw endgame opening night. And we had that same experience of everybody in our theater, just losing their minds. And it was probably the greatest movie going experience I've ever had. And just to see that again, you know, and be reminded of that it was kind of nostalgic and it made me you know hate COVID and (laughs) all that you know
1: because normally it's like oh I hate sitting in a pack theater but when it's something that is out and everyone in the room is seeing it for the first time and you know that they're seeing it like I remember seeing Infinity War and it was silent when the movie ended it was like
0: what Ah. yeah like this very pregnant silence though you know like right
1: right yeah and i mean the one good thing to come out of covid is we're going to have a new marvel movie every like 3 months <laughs> in <laughs> the fall
0: <laughs>
1: it's and like we used because, to have to wait like
0: 6 or 7 months in between <laughs> yeah i know right they they've been making them and they're just sitting there on the shelf basically yeah no i, I mean i i thought it was a real nice thing i think it, i think they did it as a sort of reminder like hey, this is what we had before, and let's have this again someday, you know, that kind of thing. And Right, because that, nice. the,
1: the last movie that they put out in theaters was, what, Spider-Man Far From Home?
0: Yeah, I think that was the last one we saw. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And yeah. Yeah, that seems like years ago, even though it was I probably... I mean, it was, like, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it t- 2019? Oy. It had to be, because 2020, there was nothing. Yeah. I mean, Black Widow was supposed to come out in May, but then it mm-hmm. kept getting pushed back, and now it's coming out on Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we, that's we're not going to have to pay for that, right? Uh, or are we? Are yeah. they charging the extra? They probably are.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm gonna pay it. I'm not gonna. No, lie.
1: I'll pay it. I mean, I will too, because I'll end up watching it with other people. So yes. It will be, be well worth it. Watch party.
0: Yeah. You can do that on Disney now. We have to figure that out. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a Google Chrome extension. Okay. Yeah. Watch party. That, that would be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah. Um, anything else for the little three today? Anything you want to add in? No, nothing I can think of. All right. I'm... We'll move on. We'll move on to our big three. Um, <laughs> let's start with the the one we both saw, which was Shadow and Bone. Um. I was I was not digging this at first, but I will admit that it did finally win me over, and we should do a double warning here, because normally we stick to the first three episodes, but I think we're going to have a really hard time doing that, because we've seen the whole thing.
1: Right, and I would like to say that on the uh, social media sites, I did put that we were binging this, that, yeah. you know, yeah, three, three shme, we were doing the whole thing, yeah.
0: so... Yeah, and okay, so let's uh let's set it up. So basically Shadow and Bone is based on a series of books that I should have gotten that author's name. Lee no, I something. got
1: I yeah, I got the name, so I did this. I did get this uh so Shadow and Bone came out in twenty twelve. Uh-huh. The author is Lee Bardugo. Mm-hmm. And it's based what we're watching is based on the Grisha trilogy. And, and the Six of six Crows. Six of Crows. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, you put duology. It's like, ooh, fancy. Ooh. But yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, this, um, and, you know, before we get into like the nitty gritty of it, I think we have to acknowledge how difficult it is to adapt a book series that millions of people love. Right. And also try to adapt it in a way that, someone like you or I who haven't read the books are still going to find it enjoyable. So that's a really difficult line to walk.
0: Yeah. I've also read some real positive articles from people who have read the books who have said that they've changed some things going from book To show that were actually really positive changes. I guess they made, I guess they changed Mal's character quite a bit. Um, And he kind of in the books came across as more aggressive, and some people were not as super fans of his. And Hmm. that they sort of turned him into, I think, a real palpable love interest in this and very lovable and adorable and heroic, even. And I didn't get any hint of like, toxic masculinity or aggression or anything weird like that, but I've seen those phrases come up in articles. Um, And so that was a positive change that a few people that I saw online said that his character was changed. I can't 100%, you know, this might be a correction next week, but I did see it in more than one place that Mal's character was changed positively for the show. They also changed the fact that, Mm, the 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 gross kiss that happened, <laughs> the one that I wasn't a fan of. Um, but, they that, but that it. quickly got rectified. It did. I'll give them a big boost of credit for that. But in the books, I guess that um, Kerrigan kissed Alina, and in the show, Alina kissed Kerrigan to give her more agency and to make it seem a little bit less squirmy. Um, you know, like it was her desire to want to be with him. Uh, still not fantastic, but like you said, it, it did get resolved pretty quickly. And I do think that that was a positive change to make it that she kissed him instead of the other way around. Cause it would have felt a little bit like even more sort of like an older man taking advantage of a younger woman, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? It would have felt more like that. Um, and then the third thing that I read that got changed is, um, that the Grisha society in the books was not as cohesive as you see in the show and that they didn't get into a lot of this nitty gritty in the show, but like, I guess like the colors of the Kefkas that they wear indicate the type of Grisha that they are, which hmm. is why Kerrigan was in black and he was the only one that wore black. Um, And that like the blue and the red colors were indication of what type of Grisha and that In the books, they kind of segregated themselves a bit, and there was a bit of more infighting based on those color schemes. But in the show, it sort of came across as more of a united front. Um, You know, Grisha together, united to stay alive and not be persecuted like the witches of Salem. Right. Um, You know, which a lot of people have said was another positive change. Oh, and that Alina herself, because she was an Asian actress, there was a a culture in the book that represented that type of look, I guess, shoe or shoe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, the shoe. Yeah, I felt like I needed just like a little like cliff notes
1: of the caste system that <laughs> existed with within this this little world that we're inhabiting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, I did feel lost at first. I was, I will admit, right. I was, I was lost. I mean, I was intrigued by the mythology of it, um, but I was totally lost, uh, for a little while. But then, like, you know, I think it starts to clear up, and I think it's one of those things that over time, um, it made sense. I, I would yeah, say, like yeah. the first few
1: episodes, I was just kind of struggling. I'm like, so she's not Grisha and that means what like what does (laughs) the word Grisha mean (laughs) yeah is this bad like so is it it's bad that she's not yeah and they're really mean to her why are they being
0: so mean to her right yeah that did take some time um And at first I was sort of disappointed because I was kind of interested in a main character who was a map maker. I was like, whoa, this is different! (laughs) Like a map maker." I was like, whoa, this is cool. Let's go make some maps of some cool places." And then I was like, "Wow, I'm such a nerd." And then later (laughs) on, she's not a map maker, and I was sort of vaguely disappointed in that. I was like, "Oh, no more maps, okay."
1: (laughs) No maps, no Uh, maps. But you know, it's an interesting concept in the fact that you have this this fold. "Quote unquote fold, separating countries, and it's very Berlin Wall, right? Yes. Did you get that feeling? Like I, it- I did, and I did, and I, I did read a little bit about it, and obviously, it's not taking place in um you know, anywhere near Earth. current, yes, current society. But it was based a lot of the, the different costumes and the, the war ideas were from Russia in the Makes at sense. the turn of the century in the 1900s. But the wall felt very, you know, Berlin Wall in Germany.
0: Yeah, it was interesting that you had the sort of smaller, isolated, section of Ravka, which I think was, I think was the East. I'm going to, I might miss this. I know I was like, like like, East and West. East and West. Yeah. Yeah. um, So the, 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 the more isolated section where General Kerrigan was and Alina was, and also the King was there, but that was the more isolated part was what you got the impression of. And then the arguments in the West were like, why should we keep paying taxes to the East when we don't reap any of those rewards we have no king here the military's not here well there was a part of the military there right but we're connected to more trade lines than you you need us more than we need you kind of a thing we're gonna emancipate because we don't need you anymore and it was really that other section with the king and and kerrigan and alina they really did need their other half more than the other half needed them but they made it seem like it was almost like entitled privilege. Like, oh, the king is here. Thus, you need us. Mm. You know what I mean? And everybody on the other side was like, mm, no, not really. I think we could just emancipate and it'd be fine. But, like, this, that whole idea of should they be able to emancipate because this wall is blocking them off anyway was interesting to me, the political aspect of it. They didn't get into it too much, but you did see it where... They kind of villainized, I think, and again, I might miss, be West messing this up, but West Ravka because they tried to assassinate Alina so much did they want their independence. They didn't want her to take the fold down because then they would have to reunite with the other half of the country. Right. Which I thought was interesting. I like that political stuff.
1: It was an interesting world. And like you said, we we talked about this, um, you know, between the two of us and now with everyone being all five of you, um, that we would like to, yeah, we would like to read the books to try to see how much, I mean, cause I feel like we're in this world, but we're only getting like little bits of texture.
0: Yeah. And I think that there were some places where it really stuck out too. You know what I mean? Like, like the vocabulary, like Mm Alin said. And then to me, the storyline, with the heart render, the Romeo and Juliet storyline with the heart. oh, rend- I was gonna talk about that Nina and Matthias. yeah, that really didn't work for me on a lot of levels um and I think part of it is because I didn't read the book so I was not invested in this Nina Matthias thing because I had no idea what Matthias's country right. Like, You have a weird accent. That's cool. Like, I mean, I had no clue what was going on with that. No, and like
1: she, what? She shows up in like episode three, I think. And like she's kidnapped. And it's like, who is she? And who are these people
0: kidnapping her? What is going on here? And they kept pushing that storyline so hard. They kept coming back to it and kept coming back to it. And I kept waiting for it to pay off. And it only paid off mildly in the very last episode where she ends up on the same ship as some of the other characters. Right. And that was it. And I was like, well, you really wrote a lot into this in order to get this to pay off in, in a potential season two, you know? Um, so And I that, wonder
1: how important she is in the books. Yeah. I've no, yeah, that's the thing. Right. We no she clue. must, I, I'm guessing with the amount of time that they spent establishing who she was, establishing her background, Establishing her, you know, star-crossed love affair with Matthias, who she thought she was doing the right thing by saying that he was a slaver trying to kidnap her, but turns out no, he's going to be in jail forever. Um, that was
0: that's a, that's a frustrating plot thing. I don't like right. That's, I ugh, that's a trope that I'm not a fan of. The right, so it's go yeah, ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say so. But do we need to know that in order to understand her? Do yeah. we need to understand? the the persecutions of Nina.
0: Right. I feel like we need somebody who's read the books to like guest star on this episode and be like, yes, Nina was a huge part of the books and this is why you they're pushing so hard or somebody to come in and say, no, don't really get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, need, I need that person. <laughs> you almost wonder if it was like
1: a character in the book that because there's always one when when you read a book or even when you see a movie for whatever reason, there's always a following that goes after someone in a book, like a minuscule character. Like mm. with Stranger Things, everyone loved Barb in the first season. Oh, remember her? I see what you're
0: saying. So yeah. I'm just
1: saying, like, and Barb became a huge thing, even though she wasn't heavily featured in the show. So I'm wondering, is Nina someone who maybe was a fan favorite in the books? Didn't have as big of a role. So in the television show, they gave her a bigger role. Mm. I don't know. So that's what, that's what I just, because what, there were eight episodes, which is not a lot of time to establish a world, a mythology, a political system.
0: Yeah. I feel like they actually could have used more episodes. Like I, you know, oftentimes I'm thinking you could have used two less episodes too fewer, sorry. But this one I was like, let's 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 do 10. Let's do 10 episodes here because I need, I needed those other two, I think. Yeah, I definitely needed more to try and figure out this world. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up here is that I know this is a YA novel, so this is probably a moot complaint, but there's no old people in this show and I feel like a lot of the people who are playing very important characters are Way too young to be playing the characters. That right. they're playing. And I am really looking at you. Kaz. Kaz. What do you
1: mean? He looks like a little cabbage patch kid with a cane. I mean. Yeah. He's just, he looks about 14. Yeah. I'm not sure he can even shave yet. But he's yeah. supposed to be this big. Dark underworld figure. A
0: boss or something.
1: Well. And speaking of the fact. That it, it is a, a young adult novel. It was a little icky. How. Yeah. Inez was we're assuming a child
0: sex worker. Yeah. Um they 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 dropped a lot of really adult icky inferences or different things that were like, okay, for a YA novel, you're treading a fine line here. Like there was a there was a point where um Inez was like sewing up her own wound. And Jasper looked at her and said, how'd you learn how to do that? And she said, oh, I learned in the menagerie. And of course, the implication is, oh, I learned that because when I was a, you know, a sex slave, people used to cut me for fun. And then I would have to sew myself up afterwards. And you're like, that's literally what they just suggested. That is way dark here, people. Yeah, for a young adult
1: novel, it's like, oh, oh, um, sure. Yeah. I mean, even we talked about it before with the, the age difference between, uh, Ben Barnes and Alina and it, but I wrote like, you know, he's 39. She's 25. I'm like, and then I put, but isn't this a youth series? And isn't she
0: supposed to be a kid? That's gross. If she's supposed to be like 14 or 15. See, that was the other question I had, because my only frame of reference was to look up the ages of the actors, right? Right. So yeah, she was like 25 or 26. And he's like 40. Right? Right. So but the question is, If you read the books, is she supposed to be 16 or 17? And is he supposed to still be 40? Because that makes it much worse. Um, You know, of course, if you're 26 and you want to have a relationship with the 40-year-old dude, I guess that's fine. There's no laws against it. Just be careful. It's just a little weird for me. I feel like – and here's mm. the thing. I feel like
1: you have to be able to have some sort of generational references to someone.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know people who were in relationships that were that far apart and it, they seemed fine with it. So I'm not going to say, you know, it's taboo or anything, but for a YA novel, I don't know that that's the right message to say. <laughs> right. And and the other issue that I had, and I guess this is sort
1: of, you know, the, the YA. Um, oh, my God, I love him so much. I love her so much. Mal and Alina made some pretty dumb choices. <laughs> to try to get back to each other. Yeah. You know, and it's that whole, like, I'm thinking of, like, the Hunger Games. I'm calling out on you, Twilight. Like, it's this whole thing where your life is that one person and you need to get to that one person. And, so, and Mal, Mal and Alina call each other their true norths. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's great. But, like,
0: guys, your kids. Yeah. So I will say two things about that. I don't want to forget them. (laughs) I I probably will. Uh, But the first one was that um, this was where I think I needed those two extra episodes. Like I think I needed an entire backstory episode because then I think that would have made more sense. Do you know what I mean? If you really uh, fleshed out their relationship a bit more, we got flashbacks, but I feel like I definitely needed more to really set up the bond between them. And then that probably would have been, that probably would have been fine. You know what I mean? I probably would have been okay with that. Um, But then the second thing is, I I actually thought about this too. And to be honest and to kind of disagree a little bit, they actually could have gone worse because when you think about it, Mal's original inclination was to immediately run off to the little palace and be like, Alina, right? Yeah, that was his first thought. And his two buddies talked him out of it, and they said, no, you can't do that. You've got to earn it, and then you'll be invited. And that's what got him after the stag, right, to go hunt the stag down so that he would get invited. And I actually thought that that was kind of clever because they actually did make a sort of – you know, granted, Mal didn't make it. His friends had to make it for him, but that was a smarter choice was to be like, okay, you're right. If I go storm the palace a la the Princess Bride, I'm going to get an arrow to the face. But – if I am invited to this place, that's actually going to be better. You know what I mean? So he he earned it, if you know what I mean. Now, granted, he got all his friends killed in the process. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
1: I Yeah, and I mean, you know, like, Mal really acts from... I know he loves Alina. And I have, like, a note here that says, they're orphans and best friends. And then I put dot, dot, dot. Are they into each other? Um, So yes they become into each other and mal doesn't have that self-preservation when it comes to alina and especially when he goes to try to attack the darkling uh, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it's like no 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 no, dude don't don't that's like this so that's what i mean like and i'm just like okay young adult novels like don't you know I don't know. I just get a little sick of when young adult novels try to make it like, this is it. You should sacrifice your life for this person. I love you so much.
0: I can't yeah. live without you. Yeah. I mean, I no, I totally get that. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, mean that's...
1: Maybe- a- I mean that's just the complaints about the you know like talking about tropes like that. that's yeah. what YA does like that's that's part their part thing of me
0: wonders if this is why they adapted the Six of Crows into this show is because Kaz as much as I wasn't a super fan of the I, I didn't mind the guy they had playing him I just felt that he wasn't aged up enough to be the character that they wanted him to be but I didn't mind that actor it's nothing against no, you know, no. Freddie Carter but, um, but Kaz is the absolute opposite of Mal. He is the self-preservation guy. Mm -hmm. So part of me wonders if maybe the producers of this show recognized your complaint and put them side by side so that you had that self-preservation, self-sacrifice parallel running right alongside each other. Do you know what I mean? That's true. They counterpoint each other. So, I mean...
1: I'll be interested to see if it's renewed. Um, it has been out for a few weeks and I, you know, in checking Netflix, it was still on the top 10. I think it was number 10, but it's still in the top 10 after a couple weeks, which yeah. bodes well for Netflix. And lots, of,
0: lots of social media stuff going on, lots of articles being written about it. So, you know, that bodes well for it. Although I do have one other note here. Coming back to this, I'm gonna probably maybe make your sister mad again, but oh no, uh, uh yet again, we have the montage of teachers who suck <laughs> because this person um you know uh general Kerrigan's mother, Bagra, who was teaching- Madame Hooch, <laughs>
1: she was Madame
0: Hooch in the um the Harry Potter films. That's so funny. She's back here teaching through violence again. Like this, 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 I don't like this trope of we have to teach our magical kiddos how to use their magic through bullying and aggression and violence. Didn't one of the Grisha say that she released a swarm of bees on her to teach her how to use her magic? Like, yes, dude. Is there no better way to teach magic? I'm pretty sure I could come up with one in about 10 minutes. Just let me figure it out for a while. Like I I I don't like that trope, I'm not gonna lie. And to see it again, I think I actually said to you that for a while watching the show, I was convinced that Bagra was the red herring, that this like the General Kerrigan was a red herring, and Bagra was the real evil just because of her teaching techniques. Like (laughs) She was yeah. worse than General Kerrigan for me for, like, four episodes.
1: <laughs> and and then we're supposed to be like, oh, it was okay that she was so horrible because she was really trying to teach them to survive because, guess what, she birthed the
0: Antichrist, yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't know. But then there was another guy who was, like, the combat teacher. And um, another oh, thing yes. that, I, that I read was that I guess in the book there was a lot more information about um, Alina learning uh, combat, like hand-to-hand combat with this other teacher. And I kind of wish that we had gotten some more of that because we had a very brief snippet of that, and that was also horrible. Right. where he like comes right up to her and he's like, so do you have any combat training? And she's like, I have a little. And he's like, great, fight this guy, this girl who hates you, who I've been teaching since she was 10. Let's see how that goes for you. I'm like, how is this teaching? Like, this would be the equivalent of me saying to you, hey, Alin, do you have any firefighting experience? And you'd be <laughs> like, yeah, put out a few campfires. And I'd be like, okay, go run in that building and put that, cam- that put that fire out. We'll watch. Go ahead. Right. Like, it- like How is it teaching? <laughs> And then he he gets upset when
1: the girl, like, really beats her up badly. It's like, well, you asked her to do that.
0: Right. You're the adult in the room here. And believe me, there are so few of them in this show. (laughs) So we really need the ones that are present to step up a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I would be surprised if a second season wasn't ordered. And I will watch it. I definitely I came out of it at the end and I I will say that I enjoyed it. All all things considered and yeah, I had a few gripes, but I enjoyed the world building and the mythology and I I mean Ben Barnes has so much history playing a villain at this point that he's so good it, at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: really is like I if he's that's how I just picture him in real life. He just dresses in black all the time with his hair kind of slicked back. He and... gets
0: way too close to you to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to come right up on you and be like, would you like some toast?
1: Yeah, and It's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah. no, I mean, I would like to um, I'd like to read the, the books and try to, you know see what would happen to understand the the worlds a little bit more. I'm thinking in the second season, if that happens, hopefully there'll be more political aspects of it because they've already established all of the characters that are right.
0: going to be in it. And something's kind of going on with the king. I won't say it because Right, right. You know, that's a real end of the season spoiler, but you know, there's something going on with the king involving the general and you you're kind of getting this little little vague political hints and you know more of that i think would help sort of get get the world um to feel more alive so So, we'll see yeah 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 it was good yeah all right good times okay so shadow and bear (laughs) shadow and
1: bear (laughs) general
0: (laughs) bear again yeah Alright, so um i have a video game next. Is that okay? I suppose I will allow it. Alright. <laughs> the court has allowed it. So yes. um <laughs> this is another game from Game Pass. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um it's called Pathway, and it was developed by a studio called uh, Robotality, which is out of Germany, and it's run by four people. So <laughs> um I like these little indie studios, but when I looked up the indie studio, um, I thought it was cute because this 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 group of people has two games out. One of them's called Pathway, and the other one's called Halfway.
1: Oh. And I was like,
0: man, how are they going to keep this up? Are they going to do, like, Highway? like Byway. <laughs> Sideway?
1: <My way.
0: laughs> but anyway well um there it's just four guys um in germany and we already have a listener in germany we have like i saw it on the rss feed we have somebody listening in germany
1: i'm gonna figure out if it's uh cj if it is cj what's up cj hi
0: (laughs) cj um but maybe we can we maybe we can pass this along to the four guys in robotality as well um mostly because I really like this game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do like little indie games. Okay, so I'm going to try and set this up for you because this is audio and you don't have visuals. So let's do a description. All right. So imagine there's a map and your goal is to get from one end of the map to the other where there's a little flag pointing you where to go. On the map, there are a bunch of dots and those dots are connected by dashed lines. And the dashed lines and the dots form paths along the map and they all eventually get to the other side. You're in a little Jeep, and you're going to go from dot to dot to dot to make your way across this map. Now, you can choose which direction you want to go, but each dot that you encounter as you drive along this path will have an event that will happen. And about 95% of these events, you have no idea what they are going to be. So your choice, while sort of arbitrary, will have an effect on how whether or not you make it <laughs> or how difficult the journey is. And you have a party of three sort of Indiana Jones types with you. Um it is a World War Two kind of adventure. Um there's Nazis. There's also Nazi I just, zombies. I was just um, gonna ask, are there Nazis number yes, one? Yes, you are killing Nazis. Um and there's like uh it's very Indiana how, Jones- na- how do how do the Nazi zombies factor into it? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, they're okay. there. I've killed a bunch of them. Um, they kind of just there's a lot of like, there's a lot of little events that will happen. Like each dot is a little random event that will happen. Right. And sometimes they're very, uh, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it'll be like, you found a bunch of camels on the road. You pet the camel. Okay, you're going you're going to the next dot. Sometimes the dots are a shop and you could buy stuff. Um, you have to keep an eye on your fuel. Uh, because that's how you get from dot to dot to dot. And if you run okay. out of fuel, you're walking and that's not fun. Uh, so bad. like, what do you, you have to, do you, do you have to refuel at yes, a certain place? Oh, okay. well, well, you just have like, basically each time you go from one dot to the next, it uses one fuel. Okay. So you just have to, uh, either buy fuel, find fuel or shoot zombies and hope that they leave fuel behind when they're dead. Ooh, biodegradable. Or there might have been a box that you just found. (laughs) Oh, I was thinking, like, you use zombie fuel. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Um, But sometimes there's, like, so some of the dots are combat. You can get, you know, ambushed. Um, Some of them are, like we said, shops. Some of them are, like, oases where you can rest and then get your health back. Your little people that you have with you all have talents, skills, and items. So they all have proficiencies in certain types of guns. So it could be a shotgun or pistol or sniper rifle. They wear light, medium or heavy armor. And then they all have like skills like they could have like a grenade skill so that 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 person that has that skill can throw grenades. Or if they have a a repair skill, they can fix armor uh, so that you get your armor points back. Or if it's a medical skill, they can heal people. And um, like I said, you can have three people in your party, but you can pick up a fourth one along the way on certain maps, which is kind of fun because it's just a random person who basically oh. parachutes in and or sometimes you rescue them and then they join you, which is kind now, of cute.
1: are you playing the game with other people or these no. are like three computer game- generated people?
0: Um, They're the same people. So you actually have this list of people that you pick from the very beginning. And I want to say there's roughly like nine or 12 of them. And you start out with just three or four, Uh, maybe you had like five to choose from at the beginning, but you unlock other ones along the way by doing certain things. So if you heal a lot, you'll unlock somebody. If you uh, kill a lot of zombies, you unlock someone. Okay, Uh, I see. Yeah, so you get to
1: like pick your team, basically. Yes,
0: and your team levels up as you move along, and then they keep that level so you can go back and replay maps and each time you replay a map, the dots and the dashes are all set up differently. The events are all random. Everything is new. So you can replay the same map over and over and over again and have different outcomes and get different items and see different things. And, you know, eventually you start to see the same events, you know, they will, uh, they will repeat. Um, but some of them seem to be rarer than others. So there are still certain events that I'm sure I haven't seen. And then Based on who you have with you, your little people have certain skills like they might have like a daredevil skill or a I'm trying to think of what some of the other ones are. Oh, ancient languages. So let's say you you come across a dot and the dot says "Uh, there is an obelisk here in the desert. And if you have someone with you who knows ancient ancient languages, they could read the obelisk and then something else might happen, like a stairway appears and you go down and either you find treasure or you get jumped by zombies. Or if you don't have anyone who knows ancient languages, there's maybe nothing you can do there. And it's just onto the next dot. So you kind of missed out on something. But like I said, it's all random. So you're never going to be able to do everything because your people only have certain traits. So you want to try to diversify as much as you can. Um, but, you know, you're always going to have that point where you're going to get to something that you can't do because you didn't have that that particular skill with you at the time. Oh, I see. I see. Um, One thing that I do like about this game is there's um, there's combat and the combat is is kind of um, it's kind of nice because it's turn based. So it's they 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 have a turn, then you have a turn, then they have a turn, then you have a turn. So, you know, you can kind of get up and pee if you need to and you're not going to get destroyed. (laughs) Um, The 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 Nazis that you're fighting have dogs and the dogs are part of the combat. But there is a mode in the game that's called like dog mode or something where the dogs don't die, and they don't make any doggy hurt noises. Wait, so, they make
1: doggy hurt noises?
0: I know. What is but this you, game? You can turn it off.
1: You better. <laughs> I did. It was well, the first thing I you. did. Thank you, Jamie. This yeah. is why we're friends.
0: Uh huh. So oh. the dogs, when they're in the combat with you, if you have to attack a dog, they just run away. Basically, it just looks like the dog took off. Like, and there's are no. They,
1: are they German shepherds?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes <laughs> I know my Nazi tropes. Yep. Um but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of neat. Um it's it's a fun game. Um the combat is neat because depending on who you have with you, you know, you you kind of move all your people into place and there's a strategy of okay, do I want to spread everyone out? Because then if I spread everyone out, I can't get hit by a grenade and everybody gets hurt. You know what I mean? If they're all clumped together, you can kind of get hit by these big attacks but if you spread everyone out you can't heal each other because you have to be right next to each other to heal so there's like some strategy of okay moving people around and you get to move every turn and then say you have somebody with like a sniper rifle they can hit somebody from really far away but it maybe it will do less damage i don't know sniper rifles are pretty powerful but then if you have somebody with like a shotgun um, They can just get right up in somebody's face and just blow them away. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like knife attacks, too, if you run out of ammo. That's another thing you can run out of is ammunition. And if you run out of ammo, you're basically just knifing everyone. <laughs>
1: knife, Knives never run out of bullets, though. They, so, you they know. don't.
0: They it's don't. True. Yep. And there's a few characters who have like proficiencies with knives and you can just run up and cut people off. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. But it's all very um it's kind of pixelated in its artwork. Uh so it's not gory, it's not graphic or anything like that. Um you know, it's it it looks old-timey in its artwork. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So it's a very sort of um deserty color palette. There's like, you know, pyramid-y kind of architecture um you find egyptian cartouches and things like that um there's some fun treasures some of them are like an old piece of toast or some kind of junk treasure that gives you no money and then some of them are like you just found you know basically the ark of the covenant here's five thousand dollars <laughs> so um there's some neat there's some neat uh, little i guess in jokes or different things that they do with the treasures some of them are kind of cute um yeah, it's a fun game. I don't know that it would be up your alley if if you had Game Pass, I would say try it, but um it's a lot of it's it's almost like a game that has a lot of micromanagement to it.
1: Hmm. If that makes
0: sense. That, uh, that's my life. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm sort of like mm. Uh, because you get a lot of items. You have to, like I said, you have to manage your fuel. You have to manage your ammunition. You have to manage your supplies and things like that. And then you get other items and you have to decide, okay, am I going to sell this um, or am I going to keep it? And then you, when you leave a map, Whatever guns or armor you found, you can put them on your characters that you have that you've unlocked. So you're constantly kind of like, well, who who do I give this gun to and who do I give this piece of armor to and who do I give this medical syringe to because that's a doctor character or something like that. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of there's a fair amount of like micromanaging your characters. Um, some people really enjoy that. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, some people don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say all told um, I really enjoy uh, Pathway and uh, I think it's a really fun little indie game it's, it has a lot of replayability to it uh, you can play the same maps over and over and over again like I said they don't really get boring combat is fun I really like sniper rifles uh, <laughs> I, it's,
1: yeah, I, I just, I just love it because yeah it's like, you put you in a video game and you're like, where are my weapons?
0: It's so true, isn't it? That's like my it's, first thing. I'm like, give me the largest gun. It's like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, excuse me, sir. What is the largest gun that you have that I can kill someone with and just kill them at close range? How about that? Yeah. Is there a rocket launcher?
0: Like, Maybe yeah, a was- minigun? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, um, anyway... If uh if you are listening Robotality and the four developers from Germany um great little game very fun highly recommended it's on Game Pass it's also on Steam and it's on it's only 50.99 so i mean it's, it's not i like a lot these of money.
1: i like these prices i like these prices um you know because i know we're going to be talking about Pokemon Snap yeah um and that's a pricey little game. It's like sixty dollars. Heck yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like when you hear that it's like fifteen, it's like oh, awesome.
0: Yeah, you're much more inclined to try something. Do you know what I mean? Like right, even if you if don't you, like it. Yeah, it's like well, gee, I just you know, it's the same. It's the same price as a sandwich and a bag of chips or something. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, like.
1: But I mean, okay. I have made the mistake of purchasing a video game on the Switch that I thought I would like. I didn't like it. I paid $60 for it, and now
0: I'm stuck with it. Does this game have dinosaurs in it, by any chance? It answer? did have dinosaurs in it. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say the name of it or not. I, don't think, but. It, it, I, I It's
1: called Jurassic World, and I thought, obviously we'll talk about it later. I love dinosaurs. um, And it, I thought I would be able to battle dinosaurs and like be in Jurassic World, but it's more of a game where it's like, okay, you have to build a theme park and you have to create places so there's an incubation facility and then there's, you know, this is the, the tramway that it's going to be connected to. And my big problem was I wasn't properly putting my dinosaurs in cages so they were killing people. That doesn't um, sound like a problem. It's, yeah, it was, and I, could, I didn't have enough money to send out the team to stop the dinosaurs and sedate the dinosaurs. So eventually I got shut down multiple times due to lawsuits, no matter what I did.
0: So this game sounds like a micromanaging. Yeah. <laughs> I think we found your kryptonite. And I think, well, and I had
1: said to, to Jamie, because you do teach business uh, to students, I said, this would be great for your students because it's money management. Um, you know, do you put your money in research? Development, entertainment, should, hmm. you di- should you diversify your dinosaurs or you just have a few dinosaurs that are really awesome?
0: Diversify uh, your dinosaur portfolio? Yes,
1: your dinosaur portfolio. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously you need to have, like, you can have a bunch of, like, you know, herbivores but people want to see the crazy dinosaurs they want to see the indominus rex and they want to see the carnotaurus you have to have some meat eaters
0: in there but yes that's that's this my aside like, this sounds like the the problem is with the people first the people want to see the dinosaurs that eat them and then they get mad when the dinosaurs eat them so I, I think it's just the taurus problem really and i mean come
1: on you are you telling me that i wouldn't have an ironclad um you know agreement where it would be no liability, like you purchase that ticket, oh you yeah. get hurt. I mean, you go to a baseball game and there's a release of liability on the ticket. you go to a dinosaur theme park, you better bet that there's gonna be a release of
0: liability. You should also have them sign up for organ donation. it's true
1: we <laughs> could have a we could have it right there on site collection yeah well, no, yeah. I, yeah. And any other parts that aren't viable, we'll just give to the dinosaurs to eat. It's all natural. The circle of life. <laughs> this is probably why I'm not allowed to have a dinosaur facility in the video
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to move on so I can review another game soon. But, yeah.
1: Do you have another game coming down the pipeline?
0: Yeah, I'm going to do it in the looking forward at the end of this. Ooh, okay, I don't want to, yeah, all right, I don't right. want to spoil that. All right, so we got one more, and it's all you. It is the <laughs> show with the single worst title ever. Because it, I, I, I have to ask you about this, too, because it's called The Mayor of Easttown, and I have to ask you, is it saying, is because I haven't seen this show, is Kate Winslet a mayor? Is that what this is doing? Her, her name is Mayor. Oh, God. And it's so takes, it's it's a horrible pun on top of a horrible title. Right. And, and it takes place in Easttown. No, wait a minute. Let me get let me, hold on a sec, because I'm pretty sure that this is. I oh I could be way off here. This could be a correction for next week, but I'm pretty sure that this is a name that's maybe, you know, Irish or English or. Oh, is it? it, it, Mare? it no, that, it's not, not Mare.
1: They pronounce it Mare, and I was going to say it's definitely Irish, because her daughter's
0: name is Siobhan. Oh, yeah. And Do they ever spell the, that one for you? Does it have a B in it? It does have a B in it. I love it. Um, But, yeah, I thought this was pronounced Mare, not no. Mare. Mare. Mare of Easttown. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not like... No likey... Mare. Um, right. Okay. I I'm going know... to try to get over it, so you can talk about the show.
1: I'm I'm going to uh bring it to... Saturday Night Live last week had a skit um, making fun of the mayor of Town.
0: Did it, it make fun of the title? I'm just curious.
1: No, it, it well, they, they didn't make fun of the title. It made fun of the concept, and it was very funny to watch because it, it was like, you've seen dead girls in New York, Boston, and L.A., but have you seen dead girls in rural Pennsylvania? And it was... <laughs> It's like, Kate well, Winslet Kate Winslet plays a frazzled lady detective.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is so right. And it's like. well, well the- But I've seen True Detective, and that is rural somewhere in every season. So.
1: <laughs> but is it Pennsylvania? Because they're constantly dropping uh, Wawa, hoagies, cheesesteaks. Oh, boy. I, w- with those things aside, I mean, it's. Um, and there's a very specific accent. Which I wasn't aware of. And Saturday Night Live. Like, obviously watching the show. I'm like what is this accent? And I had to look it up. It's called a Delco accent. Because
0: it's well, short for, for Delaware County. But here's the weird thing. Is like you and I are both from the east coast. I've been to Pennsylvania. I don't remember any of this. Is this no. just like some, some sort of corner of Pennsylvania? I, with the weird, I think. I
1: think so. I mean, it's a very, it's a small town and mayor knows everyone. And if she doesn't know them, she's related to them in some way. Uh, It's one of those sort of very like, so mayor was like a high school basketball star and she scored the win. She scored the winning point in uh, the last girls national championship. So she's a hometown hero. Everyone knows her. They call her a uh, Lady Hawk. She's a big deal and she's a cop and she's solving murders and she um I I wrote down when I watched the first episode, she's not wearing makeup, she throws her hair up in a messy ponytail and she vapes. I'm like all of these mean she is tough and tired.
0: Yeah. Big fish in a small pond is my interpretation right. so far.
1: So she's the big fish, small pond. And you get introduced to everyone who exists within Mayor's universe. So you meet her ex-husband, Frank. And it turns out Frank bought a house right behind Mayor's house. Gross. Yes. And the other part that's gross is he's played by the actor who's Roy from The Office. And it's like, oh, he was such a jerk. I'm sorry. I know this guy's a, a good actor. But it's like, you were horrible to Pam in The Office. But he lives behind Mayer, Um, Mare's teenage daughter. You'll actually know her because she plays uh, Betty Brant in the Spider-Man movies. Huh. And so it's like, so she's Kate Winslet's daughter. And Jean Smart plays her mother and like Jean smart is I'm just, I love her. I don't know why. I mean, I, I like designing women, but she was also in Legion where she was amazing. She's having like a career Renaissance type of thing. Mm. And she, um, all she, I ever see her doing is she's walking around playing fruit Ninja on her iPad and sipping juice boxes and telling mayor, How much she's messing up her life. Okay. It's just uh, it it's just so random. And Guy Pierce is also in it as a love interest for Mayor. Um, and Jean Smart flirts with him a little bit, so that's cute. Is that the guy from Iron Man Three? Yes, and Memento.
0: Okay. I'm assuming he doesn't still have all those cool tattoos. (laughs) Really (laughs) good. No, he, he's he's looking
1: older. Like he used to be really cute, and now I'm like,
0: hmm. Yeah, but happens to the best of us,
1: I guess. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, he's not as cute as he used to be. But so the show centers around you meet this girl. She's probably like 16. Her name's Erin um McManaman. The names are I don't know. People are enjoying way too much making funny names on on television shows. You you meet her. She's a teenage mom. Um, her dad doesn't seem like he's the nicest guy. You wouldn't be surprised if you heard that like he beat her basically. Like it's that type of relationship where you'd be like, Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah.
1: But she, her, she is killed in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And this sets off this entire investigation to try to figure out who killed her and also running parallel to all of this is there was a missing girl. Um, She was been missing for about a year, but she was also heavily involved in drugs. So the idea is she was like 18. She probably just went on a bender and is probably dead or just went away from home. But of course it's the daughter of someone that mayor went to high school with. So Mare and her constantly fighting because her name is Dawn, Dawn feels like Mare should have stepped up and found her daughter and Mare's like I'm sorry, she, you know, she's probably she's probably dead. I don't know what to tell you. Like so there's that aspect of it. So you've got this shadow small town small town life, one missing girl and now you have a murdered girl. And then Evan Peters from X Men. Um, I, I always like to make Jamie references from X Men. <laughs> this is uh, why I love you. Yeah, he, he plays, you know, and, and also on WandaVision, P- uh-huh. Pietro. He comes in and he's this hotshot detective that's sent from the state to assist in finding the missing girl, Erin, and seeing if there's any connection to the missing girl from a year ago, Katie. And it is so cute to me because there's probably I want to say there's probably like a 14 year difference between Kate Winslet and Evan Peters so you've got that whole Ben Barnes sort of vibe where it's like oh there's a big age difference but he is into Mare and Mare is just not having it because she doesn't have time in her life for romance (laughs) (laughs) like she's just like yeah no that's nice um, so it was, it was that sort of uh, thing. But you're, you're going through, and each character that you're meeting is somehow connected to Mare, or they're connected to Erin. It's multi layered. There's a lot of different things going on. And the, the one aspect of it that's really intriguing is this is not based on anything, it's not mm-hmm. based on a book. This is. Um, I wish I had written down his name. But the creator of the show, this all sprung from his mind. Hmm. So you're watching it every week with no background. And for, like, me, when I watch stuff on on HBO, I think it was last year, Sharp Objects was on with Amy Adams. I had read the book. I knew it was going to happen. But here, I really don't know what is going to happen because there are so many people in this small town that have a reason potentially to have killed this girl.
0: So the big question that I'm going to have for this kind of thing, and you can always update us later on it is when I like this detective crime stuff a lot too. And I've seen a lot of these different times types of shows, um, as well. And you and I tend to watch a lot of these together. Um, is that there there's a there's a fine line for me here with this type of one case for the whole season kind of mystery, right? And the fine line is that there's a couple there's a couple things that it can it can do that make it kind of go wrong. And I think we saw this with like The Outsider is mm-hmm. is it going to be two or three episodes longer than it needs to be because it's so focused on the drama of the people and the town and just shaking them up and making them, you know, turn on each other or whatever it is. I saw this in Broadchurch a little bit too, you know, is it so is it so focused on this drama that the investigation takes a back seat? And what usually happens for me is you actually start to see the threads where you're sort of like you are so focused on the drama and the town and the people that you are actually not conducting this investigation correctly. Some nobody would do this. That was wrong. This was wrong. You're going about this the wrong way. And it gets almost frustrating for me because I want You
1: would be frustrated. Okay. <laughs> you would no. I mean because I, I've I've read a lot about the show and it has gotten comparisons to Broadchurch. It's um received comparisons to the killing. Um but and I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it for for you in case you eventually do decide like if I say to you and if I say to you, oh, the final episode was amazing. There are only seven episodes, which is a weird number to mm-hmm. me.
0: Yeah.
1: um But at the end of episode three or four, I can't remember. Mayor does something so stupid. That jeopardizes her career. That you want to smack her, and yeah. I think you would be very frustrated with her because yeah. of that one action.
0: I probably would. I mean, there's this, yeah, there's this scene in in Broadchurch that I always come back to, where one of the cops beats up a suspect, and of course, forty episodes later, it comes back in court, and you're like, see, see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, no, I mean, uh, the minute you said that, I
1: can think, and for. Anyone who watches this show, I'm talking about the the skulls. They'll know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it's she did something. They they set her up. You hear about her father, who was a police officer. She worshipped the ground that her father walked on. She and talks of about it was
0: a dirty cop. That's the truth. No, right? no, they haven't done
1: that yet. Oh, yeah, okay. they haven't done that. But okay. she she admits that she's a horrible mother. So she she has her daughter, Siobhan. But her older son, Kevin, killed himself. Oh, boy. A year or so. I mean, I haven't figured out the timeline yet, but all of these things are happening in rapid succession. So Kevin had um, undiagnosed mental health issues. He was also addicted to opioids. So you sort of have that, um, that crisis uh, pictured. And he kills himself. And he leaves. He has a son. Who's like three years old. So Mare. I mean it's like one of those towns. Where people are like grandparents at 40. So Mare is taking care of her grandchild. And the mother. The, the The mother of the son. Also has opioid problems. She's in rehab. So you have like all. Like different threads. You don't know. How they're going to tie together. The creator of the show. Has said that you've met the murderer. It's not going to be some sort of red herring.
0: Okay. Because that, that's a problem, too, when that happens. When it comes right. out of left field and you're like, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, he is said. So tonight is the sixth episode. So by next week, it will be all over. But, yeah, I'm getting a little... There is one portion of the storyline where I'm like, I hope there... There are two storylines that they kind of introduce that are coming to throw some light on some suspects and I'm like I really hope they don't take that bait and make it so simple and make it so easy. Um for example, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. Uh there's a there's a priest who's been oh moved from church to church and he threw the girl's bicycle in the river and it's like come on. Really? Yeah. But they haven't confronted that that aspect of it so it's you know it's a very very smart show I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet right now that when it comes to Emmys Kate Winslet's gonna win an Emmy for this um well that's cool yeah I mean she she is really where she's she's a producer on the show I guess um, it had to, obviously, it shut down because of COVID. And it, it, she actually ended up having to live with Guy Pierce. They were quarantined together. That's funny. <laughs> and um, she told Guy Pearce that she had the biggest crush on him growing up. But now that he yells at her for not taking the recycling and splitting the
0: recycling in the garbage, that crush is gone. <laughs> <laughs> like... Hey, you know, all it takes is to meet your heroes, and that's it, you know? It's true.
1: But, like, right now, I am saying I would recommend the show generally, but knowing you, Jamie, I have to wait and see the whole, how it all ties up.
0: Fair enough. I appreciate this.
1: That's that's my recommendation. And watch the Saturday Night Live skit, because, you know, we were talking about the accents. The name of the, the show from, for SNL purposes is murder dirter. Like, so oh it's like, boy. you murdered my, da- my daughter. So they're like, you murdered my dirter.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> so. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. All it, right. It's, so generally up. a recommendation, generally yeah. a recommendation, but uh, not quite a Jamie recommendation yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you with
0: it. Oh, fair uh, enough. I do yeah. appreciate that. I know you know me very well. Right. Well, so it's was, like, I just I don't,
1: don't want to tell you. And then you'd be like, Alin, come on. And I'll be like, I know. Mm-hmm. So no tropes here. No tropes right. for, for Jamie. We need to make sure this is elevated for her.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right. High standards, man. I love it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Okay. So that's our big three. And uh, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Do you want me to bring the music up for the looking forwards? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. All right, so um, we've got some three things here that we're looking forward to. Um, the first one is my next game, which is, you're not going to believe this, Elin, it's on Game Pass, but oh. <laughs> um, it's called Dragon Quest Builders. I can already tell you that you are not going to be into this game uh, <laughs> because it is a game designed around building. <laughs> no! Yeah, it's kind of like a Minecrafty game. Honestly, I have no idea if I'm going to be into this game. I did not play Dragon Quest Builders 1, and this is Dragon Quest Builders 2. So I'm going to jump right into the second one and give it a try, and we will see. I'll probably have a review in a couple of weeks. I want to spend some time with it before I, you know, I don't want to make like a, I don't want to do a review after having played for 40 minutes, because that's it's just true. not really fair. It's
1: true, true. You're just taking a little nibble at that point, you know? We yes. got to make sure you digest the meal.
0: So um you're looking forward to Camp Crustaceous?
1: Don't make fun of me for watching cartoons. It is the third season of Camp Crustaceous. It is a Jurassic Park spinoff. Oh, um, okay. I take it's, back my tone. It's, a, it's on Netflix. It comes out May 21st, and it. Runs along um, the events of Jurassic World. So in the first season, they were dealing with the Indominus Rex escaping. In the second season, they realize they're still stranded on the island. And no one's coming to get them. So it's a bunch of kids. It's very, very good. Um, I enjoy it. I will probably have a review next
0: week because there's usually like eight episodes and they're 30 minutes apiece. Cool. And then uh, we're both going to watch... Angelina Jolie fights yes. fires and mobsters. Mobsters, and those, those who wish me dead, right? Boom. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Oh, Fired speaking mobsters. of one of the things that we watched, uh, we said we were looking forward to, I watched Women in the a wo- Woman in the Window.
0: Oh, don't okay.
1: don't. Oh. Oh. That's my review.
0: Oh, all right. And there <laughs> you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Episode six of three speech. Uh, I know we're approaching 10. It's cool. That's As awesome. always, please like, follow and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcast. Apple. We're on some new one now too. What was it? Pocket, oh, cast? pocket, pocket cast. cast. Pocket, pocket yeah. cast. Yeah. We're everywhere now. You cannot escape. It's true. <laughs> and to
1: the, the person in Germany. Vita Zane,
0: <laughs> 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 or Gutentag. You know. Yes, yes, yes. We got a little German. I'm watching yeah. Dark right now. We're gonna pick it up. All right, you right. like <laughs> nobody's business. You put those subtitles on. That's right. That's how you learn a language, man. You watch TV. <laughs> 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 on that happy note, um, thank everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon.